On this episode, we talk with Michael Lehman about overcoming a heart defect. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMond and Andy Lehman. Here we are. Here we are. We're here. So here. Uh, I don't know if I've ever been more here than I am here right now. That's... <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that, Joel. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm so here. I'm not, I'm not sure. So here. So hard. Once again. Right here. All the way. How many times did you say here in that last sentence? Hey, here. Here. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, uh, I'm doing... I'm doing good. How how are you doing, Andy? Uh, sorry, I just was messing with Joel's earphones and almost blew his ear out. I can hear myself much better now. Thank you so much. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We, uh, yeah, we're doing good. We're uh, here's Andy. I don't know. Tell me how you feel about this. Uh, every year, I forget about the month of May, and here's why I forget what I forget specifically about the month of May. It is when all the things uh, schedule wise intersect. There's a lot of overlap. That is true because like you got 4-H starting, yep. you have all sorts of stuff going on, various activities. Right. But it feels like those things are in multiple ways are overlapping, and it feels like May just hits you like a ton of bricks, and you're trying to trying to clone yourself, trying to get all to all the places. Um, and uh, you you know you're you're asking yourself, uh, is it possible for me to make my 13 year old drive himself? I mean, just I not that I want to. It, uh, advocate for underage driving, but I do. But maybe. I do want to. I do want to advocate for underage driving. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to the Dudes and Dads podcast. So glad you could join us for yet another episode. Uh, this episode, uh, we'll, which we'll get into here momentarily, uh, I would say let's just. It's going to get. It's it's deeply personal. It is close to home. You might say because it's in your home it was in my it is it, it is, is in your home. home you haven't kicked him out yet have no you? not yet he's, he's getting into that age but Micah, not, congratulations you're still allowed to live at home <laughs> oh my gosh uh yeah so super excited about this episode ready to have a good conversation with micah but before we do andy Yes, Joel, this episode support comes from everence financial helping individuals and organizations combine faith and finance through retirement planning, banking, and other financial services. More at everance.com slash Michiana. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group, Securities Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. I've never heard it better. I, never heard it better. We're really getting in the getting in the sink of things. We're in the uh, So grateful to all of our friends over at Everance. Um, so, Andy. Um, Welcome, Micah. Yeah. Hi, Micah. Thanks for joining us. Micah in the studio with us tonight. Uh, I asked if he could go remote. Andy thought that'd be weird. Uh, <laughs> like to- if we left him behind, <laughs> left him behind at home. <laughs> that would be interesting. But- Dad's going to the studio. Can you please just stay here? We'll bring, we'll bring you on. No, he's here with us. Uh, Micah, it's really good to see you. Thank you. Micah, the school year is almost, you got a week left, right? Yep. Uh, next Friday. There you go. So you're almost, you've almost, almost crossed, the, crossed the finish line. Yep. Do you, uh, 
if you as looking back on this school year, uh, mostly a success, do you feel like this was a this was a good year for you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I learned how to weld. See, okay, right there. Let's just stop right there, guys. If nothing else, you can say what you will about the disaster that is public education right now. That's right, you heard me say it. But here's the deal: we are still teaching young people real things, useful skills. And as Micah has just mentioned here, the boy learned how to weld. I mean, almost anything is yeah. possible now, uh, really. Uh, what I'd like to see, honestly, Micah, here's what I'd like to invite you to. Um, uh, I think maybe some uh, metal sculpture uh, in your parents' front yard uh, just have, to display we get it. Christmas gifts from, from him. Really? So, yeah, they were good. You welded, you welded mm-hmm. yeah. Christmas gifts? Yep. Gosh, sky's the limit for you, young man. Before you, before you know it, you'll be welding all kinds of things. That's super exciting. So anyways, welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, we are talking about a heart defect that you found fairly recently. I mean, within the last several years. Can you start with your story about how you found about your heart defect? Yeah. So in 2019, I was would have been 13. I went to the dentist and they decided that I think they just started for 13 year olds. They started checking blood pressure. And mine was really high. Like, normally it's about 120, I think, over 80. Um, Mine was 180 over, I think I want to say 120 or something like that. It was Mm -hmm. pretty high. Like, dangerously high. Um, So, my mom didn't really think anything about it. I mean, she like, because it was one of the wrist ones, like, so they're not very accurate. So she just figured that it was a malfunction in that or something. And then she was reminded a couple of weeks later because here at church we had, they were doing blood pressure things for like free um, readings. And so she had me go do it again. And it was about the same. It didn't go down at all. So then we went to my, what was it? It would have been your, a, your normal doctor. My, yeah, my normal doctor. Um, what all did he, can't remember exactly, but, um, he basically, I mean, he, he took it, but he was, I forget what he said exactly, but yeah, he wanted to do some he, tests. Oh yes, he didn't, okay, so he didn't think or hear anything going on with my heart, so, but he did hear like a murmur over my kidneys, so he was going to have us do it, um, like a test, um, it would have been like a, a catheter mm-hmm. through my leg. And well, that sounds fun. Yes, it would have been. <laughs> Keyword would have. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so we get there. Like I had to wake up insanely early because it was like all the way in South Bend, and that was. I think I I assert there the thing was at like I want to say seven or eight. Yeah. And so then when we got there, we had, I had gotten all in the gown and everything was ready, like mentally prepared for it. And then the doctor, or the guy who would have been doing it was like, I don't really think we need to do this today. And so we kind of left that angry, because it's like, it's my life we're talking about. Sure, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be, I'm very mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Where was I then? So then after, after that. And then, yeah, then we went back to him, and he, he also was mad, the, the, the doctor, my local doctor was mad about that for obvious reasons um and so then he sent me to the cardiologist at uh south bend Mm -hmm. and she 
she had me do some tests like um like an EKG um and then I think it's a echocardiogram mm-hmm. and so and then like one of them where it's, I don't know if it's the echocardiogram or what it is but they basically do an ultrasound of your heart um and they they saw some I don't exactly remember like what it was but um well so what I remember the one thing that I remember from this was the image like a 3D image of Micah's mm-hmm. heart, but all of all of the um, like his heart had like his body was trying to his heart was trying to overcome the fact that it had that there were uh, well my super technical there were issues right that yeah, there were there yeah. were issues right issues. so specifically with blood with blood mm-hmm. flow yeah right mm-hmm. and so that your heart had so did they see that early like was that an, an indicator to them like when they started kind of or did that happen later well. That happened, I think. Was that-, that that happened like the day before I went to surgery? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, the, the, but yeah. they found through through this process that there was definitely something wrong. Gotcha. And then I was basically diagnosed with a bunch of different things. Uh, I think it's called like the Schoen's complex or something. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things being the coarctation of the aorta. So explain to our audience what coarctation of the aorta means. <laughs> Google that's, that. That's a, that's a big word. Yeah. yeah. So. The aorta is the main like artery that takes blood flow from your body. It kind of does like a candy cane shape, mm-hmm. goes up and then goes down to the bottom half of your body. And so in a coarctation, it, that, um, that artery starts to shrink down in a spot. Um, so typically that artery is about the size of your pinky finger. Um, mine in that spot was, uh, I think they said it was a tip of a, it was like the tip pen. of a ballpoint pen. Ballpoint yeah. pen. Yeah. Like that's the diameter of what it was. And so, yeah, that was. So it's, re- it's restricting yeah, blood flow. Yeah. Thus the elevated, mm-hmm. extremely yep. elevated blood pl- pressure. Yep. It was high in my top half and then really low in my bottom half. Um, right. Because your heart was trying to, mm-hmm. to punch, push it, a bunch it, of blood like, through. It's like when you take a, like a, a hose and you like pinch it off. Sure. That is basically what happens. So you'll have high blood pressure or high pressure in one half and then really low in the rest. So had there been other symptoms that you had experienced that like you didn't have, like you had some other health things yeah. that had happened before that you didn't really have an explanation yeah. for. What were those things that were connected to it? One of my major things, which still kind of happens, but not as much now are like migraines. Um, I get like the visual kind. Um, they're a pain. Like I'll still get them like, during the school day or whatever, and I have to go home or right before this podcast. Episode. Or, yeah, actually. Oh, had one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was one of the major symptoms that we had. And they were like, I would say eh, about 10 or so a month. Yeah. So it was like a lot. Um, Pretty disruptive. Yeah, to yeah, like yeah. a lot of the things that you, cause uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, Micah being part of the layman family, uh, he's he's a pretty active young man. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, a lot of I things, am. a lot of things going on. So yeah, would get would get in the way of that mm-hmm. stuff on the yep. regular. Mm-hmm. And so, um, where was that? Well, they they discovered oh, yeah. yeah, and they discovered the fact that you had this. Mm-hmm. And so then another symptom I had, which uh, was the fact that I would lay down or whatever, sit down on the couch, watch TV. I would stand up and sometimes my legs would just give out because there wasn't blood flow to them. Jeez. Yeah. And well, I just thought that that was kind of normal. Like when you, when <laughs> right. you like stand up and like you get like kind of lightheaded and whatever. Like after his surgery, I remember him saying, oh, like I don't 
feel like he didn't even re- he didn't realize that that wasn't even yeah. normal. Gotcha. So because that, he didn't yeah. know. So you had you had known that feeling yeah. or that sensation for mm-hmm. the majority of your life, really. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, honestly, so I mean, this would have been something he was born with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And most people who have this, like, I think that they they either fix it by like two years old. Okay. Or you end up dying it, of it. Yeah, I think it's like one year. But yeah. It's uh, it's pretty quickly yeah. that they fix it, and for and some they, reason, no one ever caught this. Yeah, in Micah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Until one day, you went to the dentist yeah. office. Yeah. Of all the places, the dentist. Um. <laughs> Which I mean, obviously, so for like, you know, and uh, again, the, the practices of uh, you know, the dentist office and place like this. The whole idea there was that they're, uh, I think, American Medical Association or whatever it is, is trying trying to find more places that you come into contact with some sort of medical professional mm-hmm. where they're doing that to, to screen for that sort of stuff to write, to, to catch mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, so that's actually where that policy actually like really ended up in your favor, yeah. right? Cause at least began kind of the, even though it was a little, took a little while to get going, kind of began the process of discovery sure. for you. So, and, so and now that dentist, uh, does it for everybody, every patient that walks through the door and they can tell the great story. Yep. They, right. the, they, they like, do the Michael yeah. Lehman story. And, why we do it. In fact, right? I was there one time recently and they took my blood pressure and mine was a little bit high at the time. And they're yes. like, yeah, we had this kid one time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's mine. It's my, my son. son. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah great. So, so you went to the cardiologist in South Bend. Mm-hmm. They basically said, this is a big problem. Uh, and then what did they do? They, she basically said, um, there, she's sent the, the case down to all of the, um, surgeons at Riley hospital, um, the cardiologist down team. in Indy mm-hmm. and said that like they meet on like a Thursday or whatever. And all of them will sit down and discuss this case. And then like that Thursday or that Friday or whatever, mom got like a email or whatever from the cardiologist and they were like, yeah, you're going down to surgery in like two weeks. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah so the, then you essentially had not oh you didn't have open heart surgery no it went through so it goes through my side and my back um do i show it i mean you can if you want but it's, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. kind of weird but uh yeah it's i would say about 12 inches from my side here in my ribs all the way up to my back um that was not that painful, surprisingly, when they did it. Well, they then they like essentially deflated your lung. Yeah, they deflated my lung, went through my side, deflated my lung, and then to get to the heart and then fixed it. Uh, and also, I, I do want to say this too that anyone who is listening or watching us live, go ahead and put your comments. If you have any questions for Micah, go ahead and put them yeah. in the comments. Yeah, and we'd love to give them to Micah. So, it, was this one of the situations like so? Is is this one of these deals where the doctor is is doing doing the operation directly or is doing it through some sort of other mechanical like mechanical process? I don't think I know. Um, I do remember going back into the operating room, but there was so much going on that sure, I didn't, yeah. or at least the room that they had me put in at first to like put me to sleep with the um, anesthesia. But I don't remember. So what is it exactly? Are they putting something into you into the side of him so i mean essentially the surgery and actually mycology does like what were they what did they do during the surgery like what do you mean like what what was it how did they fix so how did they fix that they basically cut out that i think it's two or three inch section in my aorta 
and placed in this artificial, um, almost like fabric mesh mm-hmm. synthetic thing. It looks like a vacuum yeah, it hose. Yeah, it looks like actually. a vacuum hose. It's like my nickname, I guess, around the house is that like vacuum hose man. Um, <laughs> I'm part vacuum hose, I guess. But it's a lot more expensive than a vacuum hose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that thing is about. I want to say two, one or two inches that they stretched it to make it like they could have put like a child size one in, but I would have had to go back and get it replaced. Um, like soon after. And they just like put the adult one in. Didn't have to worry about it then. Yeah. But yeah. And so then, my, then my veins and arteries decided or not decided, but, um, will will grow Bef- and did grow around that, um, synthetic piece. Well, yeah. and in fact, actually, even before that, and this is what Joel was alluding to earlier. That's what I was earlier, trying to get at. Is that there was a picture that they had taken, yeah. and before that, like other arteries had stuff had grown up around it to kind of help the blood blood flow. As would it, would I, the first time I saw it without really any context, when I saw it, it was like clearly a heart, but then it was like your heart had grown like tentacles. Like yeah, that's yeah. what I like. They're all these extra. Like they're clearly like mm-hmm. I had never seen a photo of a heart like that. Yeah, with all these other art, basically like. To overcome yeah. that your body yeah. was, which is just the absolute most amazing thing. Yeah, it's amazing how that body does Like that. your your body was like, hey, not enough blood here. We're going to grow other means by which to circulate blood, essentially. Um, but if, yeah, if you would, if you would look at it, you're like, you're like, I'm no medical expert, <laughs> but I have never seen a heart that looks, yeah. that looks like that. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, honestly, as, as a parent, I, I think like I was, I was scared for you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, couldn't let you know that. Yeah. But like I was like we this is this happened so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, like from with, the time from the time we found out to like the time that the surgery happened, I think I found out that like the high blood pressure in like late September, maybe early August, and I had everything fixed in the like about the end of August of uh, twenty nineteen. So yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it really was. I mean, a matter of weeks that it happened. It was like boom, boom, boom. As as parents, all you these, know, all the appointments all these and everything, things, and you know, driving to Indy and back and and like, it, it, I knew God had it in His hands. You know, I knew that that this is. But like for us as a parent, I mean, we were just super grateful for the dentist for doing this because I mean, you were thirteen, mm-hmm, yeah. And this is normally caught when you're two yeah. or under, oh, under two. Like, like when you're born, right. actually, they test for it. Right. And, and for some reason, it didn't get caught. And so mm. for us, like, we're just super grateful for the dentist mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, doing that. Uh, so thank you, Troy and Vonda. Thank you, Troy and Vonda. But, yeah. Springer Dental, not a sponsor, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but we're grateful for Yeah, them. we're grateful for them. And so, you know, it was pretty quick. How were you feeling when you went in? I mean, like, were you at any point like scared or? I mean, definitely when I first found out, I was like, oh, cool. I kind of have something special. And then like as I went more and more about it, I was kind of getting more nervous about it. Like, I, And then when we found out that I needed surgery, I was nervous for having surgery, but at the same time, like really relaxed. And then like the day that the surgery happened, like I was probably the calmest person in that building. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. And I didn't have any medicines for like calming in me, except for when they put like put me to sleep, they had like laughing gas on me, but like just before they put the anesthesia on. But other than that, there were like no calming medicines I took. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I 
I remember uh, just pre pre op being with your well, having all three of you in the room pre because uh, uh, I was your youth pastor at the time yep. and uh, and like, friend. Thank you. Yeah, they, I I like to believe that your parents would have invited me in even if I didn't have uh, the <laughs> the uh, the the, yeah, the religious the religious uh, responsibility. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I would say to your credit, Mike, that's the one thing I remember is you being pretty calm about it and your parents also in the room trying to be very calm. And like, basically it was a matter of just getting you out of that room onto, onto surgery before they could like, I think, because they obviously you were doing, you were really, I mean, you were a champ, like doing, doing so well. And I know as a parent, you're like, I do not want to introduce, I don't want to introduce my own stress onto the, onto right. them, you know, right b- before that. And, um, and they did they did super well but there was definitely this this sense of like once you're out of the room of like well here's you know now reality like this well, is that's, reality that's like the longest time too because mm-hmm. you're as a parent you know your kids going under and they're having this pretty major like heart surgery for it real. is his heart mm-hmm. yes. right. yeah. his heart that they're working right. on right and, and so for us as a parent you know for me anyways it was like it was yeah like the slightest thing like did that um like tickled my heart or anything i could have instantly like mm-hmm. gone into cardiac arrest mm-hmm. well and what was also amazing though is you were only how long were you in the hospital um i think they said to be prepared for about a, two weeks i was in there for about a week mm-hmm. so six days a week somewhere in there it was pretty i mean given and that's just i mean the amazing thing about medicine these days given the the very serious and like intensive nature of all of that the fact that you can be out so quickly right at home and yeah so so you have, you have this surgery. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I remember about you after the surgery. You started growing like, yes, like crazy. Oh yeah. 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 I was like short. My brother, Eli, who was younger than me, was pretty much most of, since I would say about, eh, since he was about 11, 10, 11, was taller than me. And then I started catching up and was a little bit taller <laughs> than him. And he said he got worried about that I was going to be taller than him, for, like good. Yeah. But he's still taller than me now. But that's just because he I'm got, older. He got the he got the tall jeans in the. In I don't the know family. where he got them. Yeah, it's an, I'm I just I'm interested in uh, what recessive gene <laughs> that he's the embracing. Uh, so there's, yeah. You so you started experiencing. I mean, mm-hmm. all these things. It was kind of there were there were new parts to your mm-hmm. life, like what you're experiencing mm-hmm. physically with within your body. Um. Do you feel like, Micah, like as you, as you kind of reflect on this experience, you know, your dad said earlier, you know, God has, God has purposes. Mm-hmm. There's purposes for this, you know, this for you. What, as you, as you have reflected, like, what does it feel like has been accomplished within you as a, as a person, you know, uh, with, with this whole process. I've definitely grown in with my walk in Christ since then. Um, it was a major like event in my life that helped shape who I am as a Christian Yeah, and as a person in general. So, yeah, yeah, there's there it's, and I would imagine, um, there's few things that few things that compare to having, uh, well, having your life put on hold, so to yeah. speak, like that, but then also being reminded of how fragile mm-hmm. you know life is, because, um, like you said, I mean, any any number of things. Your dad said it earlier, which this is, I mean, this is the hard thing. Either they catch it early, or 
it kills the person. So by God's, you know, by God's grace, you live to age 13, mm-hmm. 13 times I could have died. Like, yeah, like numerous, like any, gosh, any number of things, especially, especially you being as active mm-hmm. as you are. Yeah. Like I had felt like I was always able to catch up and like stay active and running with a, like. So basically you were like, it's really like you had like uh, just superhuman powers to overcome yeah. the, <laughs> to yeah. overcome the, the, the things you were yeah going through. Like before I, I definitely, when I was running, I could get tired really easily, mm-hmm. but like I could, I was felt like more like a short distance type of running. Sure. I mean, I'm not a runner in general at all, but um, definitely as I've gotten older, I'm definitely not. Well, because you're a sensible person yeah. who, run, <laughs> who runs for fun. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah. No, I get it. But yeah. um, then I, after that I could run a mile or not quite a mile, but like half a mile or so. And I could not get tired. Yeah. And so like normal 13 year old kid. Yeah. Things. And I wonder like, I mean, so, so had this had this process like had it had it strengthened your heart in some like in some ways i mean was were there were there uh you kind of like felt i mean i would just imagine i mean going from pre-surgery to post-surgery and now a massive amount of more blood can literally flow through <laughs> your body and your heart like i just have to imagine that that is a significant like that's a significant yeah. difference yeah it is very much yeah 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 there's uh, yeah, it's just it's really it is an amazing thing. It's an, it's a testimony of, mm-hmm. of obviously of God's provision and His goodness. And you know, um, I think you, you know, especially like with your guys' family in particular, like you know, there's you know, it's it it has been one kind of one unique medical thing mm-hmm. after. after after another. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. and I think. Uh, yeah, it just, it, it's, it's an interesting thing to see how, how, what has come of that, what, you know, and, and, you know, Micah, I just, I appreciate your, your attitude. I appreciate the young man that you are, because I Thank think you. you're, you're a good example of, like you, like you said, mm-hmm. someone who can, who can look to God and say, okay, I see, I see the growth that happened through this. Um, and I see how it could have like a hundred different ways mm-hmm. could have gone differently, mm-hmm. right? A hundred different ways could have gone differently. Um, and you know, having more, I think having more young people and, and again, when you're young, it's hard, it's hard to know how fortunate you are, right? Like it, it's hard to know like the, the good things and, and, you know, and being young and being your age is, is hard mm-hmm. enough as it is. I I've been reminded here recently of, uh, just, some interactions that I've had with a lot of boys, you know, your age and you know, it's a, it's a pivotal time in life, right? It's like, there's a lot going on and mm-hmm. there's, you know, a lot of decisions that are, that are coming your way. Important, you know, important things. Um, do you feel, uh, following? So the, here's, here's an, maybe uh, this is an interesting question. At least it's interesting to me. Do you feel like, um, like, I feel like you're kind of, I would say like, you're kind of, you're not a risk adverse person. That's like, I would say that you're a risk taker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, much to your, uh, parents, uh, yeah. <laughs> chagrin. Should, should do you, do you think that's related to this and it would to like to your medical history at all? Do you think that has some sort mm-hmm. of influence on it? I mean, definitely it's like that YOLO, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Like yeah. definitely coming near to death has like helped realize like I could die at any point. Yeah. So if I'm going to 
like risk it. Why? Why not? Yeah. If I'm already going to possibly die. Like, why not take the risk of getting hurt already? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've overcome a massive yeah. heart defect already. Yeah. Let's wait. <laughs> yeah. What else can I do? Why, why not? Like, I definitely I'm turning 18 at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I want to like either get a tattoo I like or, I like where this is or going already. Skydiving. Oh, both. Both. Why, why do you Why do you need to check one yeah, or the other? Yeah, yeah. I would think your dad would be Let's encouraging, do both encouraging okay. you toward Sounds both. Sounds good. Okay, I heard it. By the end of this year, skydiving and another tat. <laughs> Let's get it done. Um, yeah, Andy. I'm just I'm wondering, like, what have you? How How does one? How does How does a parent? Uh handle a risk-taking child like given given what given what micah has been through because you could definitely understand like his perspective on life oh, yeah right and, and, and all of that um in in a, in a world today where if we could it feels like so many parents want to bubble wrap their kids and i get it because they're precious cargo they're they're we love them we care about them we don't want to see undue harm come to them um at the same time we want to see them l- live life fully and yeah. learn learn how to take risks hopefully calculated to a point <laughs> what, what has been your what's been your thought like your perspective on that well i mean I, I definitely never really thought of it the way that uh that he just said you know i never really thought about it the way you know it, that this is because because of the fact that he've almost died <laughs> like like I, I guess i never really thought about that being the reason one of the reasons that he's risk would you say risk not well he's not risk adverse adverse there we go yeah um and i mean i think you still like want to yeah, <laughs> protect I, your kids right I, I still want to be like careful when i can like i don't want to go and like jump off a cliff without a parachute uh, you're not like, crazy you're yeah. Not, yeah. Like, crazy. Yeah. yeah right right but like i definitely i calculated in a way like yeah, and and a, a, you know maybe a desire, maybe a desire to just get the most out mm-hmm. of each experience, mm-hmm. right? An adventure seeker, maybe. Yeah, in yeah. a way. What's what's a big adventure? Okay, so we've said we said tattoo and skydiving. Uh, I say, why not get a tattoo while skydiving? <laughs> while uh, skydiving, uh, <laughs> it might not turn out exactly how you you want it to. Uh, what other goals for you, Michael? What other what other big kind of big hairy scary uh, kind of things have you thought about? Um, I I love the sport of Formula One racing and motorsports. Motor yeah. I think it would be awesome to like get a ride in a open wheel car. It could be IndyCar, something like that. I mean, yes, they're uh, G forces, and I'm not supposed to have like a lot <laughs> of pressure. I'm not supposed to have a lot of pressure on my chest, oh, but it, yeah. So my my question is because this is the, this is the thing that I've heard about all of the people that go and do test rides in, uh, in uh, mm-hmm. within like Formula One, Indy. Uh, are you excited about wearing the adult underwear? That's really what I want to know. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah, uh, you that feels like. I, I feel like as do, when you do like if you do something that that intense and mm-hmm. really that like that manly, let's just yeah. call it what it is. The the way that you are have to be brought yeah. slightly back down to earth is is having to wear uh, <laughs> adult diapers, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, again, their necks are in that sport. Um, their necks are so thick because of the amount. It's yeah. like the only thing that's like yeah free to move besides their hands. Yeah. So it's like 
everything is strapped in. So their necks would do that if they didn't like go to the side, if they didn't. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. People like they are athletes in yeah. the, in the most, in the, in the truest sense yeah, of, what it, of what it takes for physical stamina <laughs> they're, and all they're, of that. And a lot of times with the formula one, they travel around the world. So yeah. it's a lot of times it's in like the middle Eastern where it's hot. They're already in this race suit. That's fireproof. Yeah. And so it's extremely hot. They're undergoing like so much forces they're athletes. So long, long, long story short, Mike is going to get in a race car. That's what yeah. I've. That's what uh, I've learned. Ian uh, says, "Adult underwear, crying emoji." <laughs> uh, Ian, there's nothing. There's. I was going to say there's. There's nothing funny about <laughs> adult underwear. Uh, but there is clearly because I'm laughing about it. Uh, for those of you that do wear adult underwear, I want to just say, uh, just complete no disrespect to you. Yeah, <laughs> zero disrespect. Uh, Micah, is there anything that you want to say, like anything that we didn't touch on tonight? Um, yeah, a couple things. The one, the best thing to get you like better in a hospital, chicken noodle soup. Oh, nice. <laughs> Always the best. Nice. Um, and second, I really appreciated all of, like the, I had a huge box of gifts that mm. everybody that knew me pretty much donated. Mm. Um, that was nice because even after I was opening gifts, yeah. it's, it's like Christmas in, yeah. in, in August. That was what I think. And man, I'm so glad you said that. Cause that's something I remember like that, you know, things like this, things that occur like this, where you are reminded of really the great community that's surrounding you, the golden mm-hmm. people that love you, people care about you. Um, good, good stuff. And I'm so glad that we get to sit here and talk about this now. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that we can have this kind of conversation because, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it can be scary stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, there is something to be said for, for any of our kids, any mm-hmm. of our kids that go through, that go through hard things of it really being an opportunity for them to, to develop that, that those op- those can become opportunities for um you know I look at Micah and I see somebody who has got some things that he's some intentionality that's in that's in life um in a in a day and age when young people are are just feels like they're kind of it can be pushed and pulled at each mm-hmm. all different kinds of ways right and this this kind of this sense of like oh I'm not sure where my life is going sort of thing um Mike I'm just very very encouraged by the intentionality that you bring to to life. And yeah. I think Thank you. that's, uh, that's a product of, of the journey that you've been on. So good stuff, man. Micah, thank you for, for sharing your story, You're buddy. Welcome. It's uh, well, one more insight. Yeah. So you had, you had made kind of an analogy. You were super good at yeah, analogies I, earlier. So can you tell me the analogy that, that with your heart? So the way I would see it is that like, we're all born with a heart defect of some sort. It's, it's sin. But like mine is a physical heart defect, but also an, like on a mental or whatever mm-hmm. uh, heart defect. S- spiritual. Spiritual. One. Yep. Yeah. That one. Um, and like the only like surgery and like the best surgeon is Jesus. And like it, that's just the best way to get rid of yeah. his heart defect. Yeah. It's uh, there's it's always it's always a good reminder to that the the physical things mm-hmm. um, are there are a spiritual counterpart to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Too, and. Um, that's a, it's a good analogy. And it's the first time message. I thought about that was about a year ago when we were, our youth group was going to do a missions trip to Alaska. And so we were pre- preparing our testimonies. Mm-hmm. And so that was just a part of the, like, 
yeah, I thought about. Was, yeah, that's a natural yeah, one, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's a major event, so. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let me tell you about my heart, yeah. both spiritually and yeah. physically, yeah. and how that story intersects. That's so great. That's really, really great. Micah, you are like no other guest, though. Oh, here it comes. You're, you're going to get the... Now it's time for the Dudes and Dads Pop Quiz. All right, that's good. All right, guys, if you've never joined us, the pop quiz is the time that we just randomly throw things at Micah that have nothing to do with the topic of heart defects. Sounds good. And we just get to know him a little bit better, and he has no idea what's coming. So Sweet. I will go first. Micah, what is your favorite gadget? Gadget. Gadget. Oh. Um... I'm really big into survival, mm -hmm. and so... <laughs> You are. Yeah. That's another major thing about me. Uh, True. So I think it was for my birthday. My aunt got me this thing called a scotch eyed auger. Ooh. It is basically an auger that has a eyelet on the top that you can fit a stick through. And so it's about, it makes it a one inch hole. Okay. So it's used for like bushcraft making tools and um, like ladders and you can auger your yeah, way through yeah, just about anything. anything. And then, so you can just whittle a stick down and use it as a hand auger love it i thought you were gonna say the so <laughs> today micah i come home and micah is oh, building yeah a bed for his van oh yeah like like mm -hmm. a loft basically like he's yep. got it up mm -hmm. and so you can slide things underneath it uh-huh it's yeah i thought you were gonna say the that van, the van is currently sitting out in the parking lot with it in it um so if micah can i just ask you a question because uh, i'm just piecing a few things together uh number one you are a scout that has a mm -hmm. cabin yep. By a river, you have a van that you're putting a bed in. <laughs> Will you be living in a van down by the river? That's what I uh, need to know, uh, just so I can prepare myself. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yep. See, okay, I see the wheels turning. Okay, my question, Micah. Let's just let's just put it out there. Uh, favorite Formula One driver? Oh, that's hard. To, that's hard. To, oh, here it comes. So. When I first got into Formula One, which is about a year ago, so I'm a newer fan. Mm -hmm. um, sadly, my favorite driver, I never got to actually see him race. Um, his name is Kimi Raikkonen. Um, he's from, fin he's like a Finnish person. Mm -hmm. um, he finishes things. Yeah, yeah. He's from Finland. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> he's from Finland. Um, so he always raced, or recently he's raced under, or yeah. He raced under number seven, um, which was also Michael Schumacher's number mm -hmm. when he was at Ferrari, um, which he all, uh, Kimmy also raced at Ferrari, um, different time period. But, um, so yeah, he won in 2007, like okay. the world championship. That's the only time he did. Um, some say that he only won because Lewis teams messed up in strategy intentionally. Um, Lewis Hamilton, by the way, um, so, we're never going to stop talking. Yeah, no, now. we're not. <laughs> so who is your? So that's your favorite. That's your favorite. Yeah, we're gonna Lewis. Kimmy. 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 Sorry, sorry, Kimmy. Yes. All right. Okay. I'm just glad we finished that question. Oh, finish. finish. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Oh man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you were waiting for that one. I was. All right, Micah. Which talent would you most like to have? Racing. <laughs> Racing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I could have figured that one, but go ahead. All right, Micah. If money or time you know, I'm, are, are not a, they're not a factor mm -hmm. in this question. Well, when I say time, I mean like 
you'll get one. Hopefully you'll understand yeah. the question. What, what's, what is your perfect day? Like, what's your perfect day involve? Like what, what's the, what are the pieces to it? So in the morning, it would probably be like, um, waking up about maybe nine or 10. Nice. Okay. So All right. I'm definitely a late sleeper. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's great. Like if I had the chance, I would probably sleep in till out that. And when we don't have school, I usually do. Okay. Um, Except then, for this summer. Except so. this summer, I'm getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> Gone are the days. Yep. And then probably go to lunch somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. What do you have? What do you have at lunch? Oh, that's an excellent question. I really like pretzels. Okay, pretzels, um, good answer. Or Chinese. Chinese is good too. How about a Chinese pretzel? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you're sleeping in, getting Chinese pretzel, yep. and then what? What finishes the day well for you? Like, what's the what's the thing that you you just want to cap a good day off on? Definitely either watching a Formula One race, <laughs> yes, um, and also maybe sleeping outside in like a tarp shelter of some perfect. Sort. Yes, okay, survivalist to the yep. to the end. Okay, all right. So since Joel asked about food, I'm going to ask you if you had a sandwich named after you. There we go. What would be on it? Oh. Um, turkey definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely like turkey more than roast beef or mm. ham. Mm, hot take. I don't. I I like bologna, but not as much. As okay, so you go turkey. Tur- so turkey sandwich. Yep, with I would say lettuce, tomato, and pickle. Okay. So like Subway sandwich, it would be with like salt, pepper, oil, and vinegar. Gotcha. Um, what kind of bread are we talking here? Italian urban cheese. Oh, Italian urban cheese. So the Italian urban cheese with salt and pepper, oil, vinegar, turkey, tomato, lettuce, pickle is the mica. Yeah, that's the mica. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Michael, my final question is: uh, in a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> okay, who's who's the first family member to go? Wait. And who's uh, and 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 who goes? Who lasts the longest? Um, who who are you killing off first? Again, entirely fictional. But who who you, like if this is the zombie apocalypse show that you're producing uh, for your family, who goes first? That's a good question. Um, Reagan. Reagan goes for okay. Reagan. Reagan, here's the deal. You got to bone up on your uh, zombie apocalypse survival skills, apparently, according to Michael. Okay. And then who lasts, who lasts the longest? Um, I want to say Hattie, probably. He thinks Hattie lasts the longest? She wow. me up. Oh. Like, Hattie, you're a survivor. You're just, you're an overcomer. And, <laughs> and, and then dad. As, but dad. as we all know, here's the deal. It's been shown. Uh, the person that really lasts the zombie apocalypse, best shotgun skills. So, so Micah, yeah. So you know, when it comes, uh, when it comes to that, I think you've probably got a good, you got a good chance of not, of yeah. not being having your face eaten <laughs> off by a zombie. Sixty, I think sixty-two out of the hundred clays. Nice. There we go. You're you're already you're primed and ready. I'm for not the, even going to tell you my number. Of yeah, clothes. that's okay. That's I didn't ask for that very reason <laughs> to save you the embarrassment. I would say imagine less than twenty. All right. Okay. Let's end the show. Wow. Okay. Wow. Shots fired at the very end. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Mike, appreciate you being here. As always, you can head over to dudesanddadspodcast.com for all the spicy show notes and all the details about each and every episode. You can or call our voicemail. We love feedback. 574-213-8702. Or 
our dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com for the emails that will uh, inspire, taunt us, thrill us. All the things. All the things. Guys, appreciate each and every one of you turning in yet again. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, we wish you grace and peace. Peace.